This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. So he wants you in this life, yes, we have an expectancy of heaven, of course, that's ultimate. But in this life, God wants you to have an expectancy, your family to have an expectancy. God wants you to to wake up and think, you know what, man, 2022 is coming, it's going to be a great year. God's got some good things in store for me, for my family, for for my church family. Amen? I want to turn, I want to read again in Luke, just to review for a minute. Luke chapter 2, but I'm going to read something a little, we read something a little different. You know, usually we read the story, and we probably will next week, you know, about the birth of Jesus. But I want to move just a little bit beyond that on down in Luke 2 and remind you there were two people in the latter part of this chapter, Simeon and Anna. Simeon and Anna. And they, it says that they were looking for with an expectation for the Messiah. And it says that when Jesus was brought into the temple to be presented, you know, and to, to give the offering that was presented for, for every male child that was born, uh, when he came in, eight days old. I mean, you ever seen an eight-day-old baby? They kind of all look similar, don't they? They're all cute. They're all beautiful, especially if they're yours, right? <laughs> But, you know, so they came in, and it says that, that Simeon was moved upon by the Holy Spirit to go to the temple at that moment. And when Jesus' parents brought him in, he knew by the Spirit, this is what I've been expecting. This is what we've been waiting for. This is the, the culmination of his expectation uh, for his life. And then we saw Anna, she came in, and it says that she was, she had just, she was at the temple worshiping for, for years. She was there serving God and worshiping, and she came in at just the right moment. Have you ever had one of those just the right moments with God? Oh, it's, it's wonderful, isn't it? Just, I mean, just the right moment. You know, the world says, well, isn't that lucky? Well, isn't that coincidental? I said, no, that's providence. <laughs> that's God's spirit. That's God's plan that is working. So we see those two people there in the latter part of that. Verse 27, speaking of Simeon, he said, He was moved by the Spirit. He went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him the custom of the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, in verse 30, My eyes have seen your salvation. A light for a revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. And then down in verse 36, there was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was old and had lived with her husband seven years, was a widow until she was 84, never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, hmm. she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to redemption of Israel. You know, God wants us to live with an expectation in our heart. An expectation 
of His plan and His purpose for our lives. You know, so often we go through life, we get busy, we're, we're working, we're raising kids, we're, we're, we're doing all kinds of things that are good and, and valuable and, and important. But sometimes we get caught up in the routine and our life gets in a rut. And someone said, you know, a rut is just a grave with both ends knocked out of it. <laughs> Interesting definition. But, but you know, you, you can get into that, and, and life is about doing some routine things. We're not saying it's not. But the, the, the thing that adds spice to it, the thing that, that ignites uh, faith in our heart is having an expect, expectation. And, and here's what I want to do. I want to stir up within you, within your heart this month, an expectation for the coming year. What has God said to you? Now, here's the thing. We talked about it last week. He said, and we're going to talk about today ingredients for your expectation to grow. We have to have a word from God. It says, Simeon went up by revelation. In other words, God had said something to Simeon. Now, I know, you know, there's some Christians that kind of think you're strange if you say God said something to you. You know, they kind of like look at you kind of. But Jesus said in John 10, He said, My sheep know my voice. I guess I'm just crazy with Jesus. <laughs> but He said, My sheep know my voice. But here's the thing. You have to have a word for expectancy to be birthed in your heart. What has God said to you? Well, I don't know. As far as I know, God hadn't said anything. Well, here's the thing. May I suggest that God is speaking, but maybe we're not listening as we should. Amen? You know, so often we get in prayer and we, we're asking God, you know, uh, show me this, show me that, show me the other. You know, and you know, we're just kind of praying on the fly because life is busy and all. But we need to take, and this is the first ingredient, we need to take some time with God in His presence if we're going to tune our inward ear to hear what He's got to say. Now, if, if I were to line up everybody, you just made a list of everybody that's important in your life. You know, whatever it is, you start at number one and you move on down. Would there be anyone that would be more important to speak into your life than God? I hope not. I hope not, you know. I'm, I'm sure your spouse is on that list, maybe a, a best friend or, or an associate at, at work or, or your children or whatever. But, you know, at the top of that list, surely God should be on there. That whoever is going to speak to us about the coming year, you know, whether it's the economic forecasters or those who are wanting to tell us what's coming, you know, next year. You know, uh, you know a lot of it has to do with fear. <laughs> but here's the thing. In all of that, we need to hear what God has to say. And you have to be in the Spirit to hear the Spirit. What do we mean to be in the Spirit? We're not talking about, you know, that's the world's idea of the Spirit world. You know, it's all spooky, and you just don't know what God's going to do. But it's interesting, isn't it? The Bible talks about God's plans for us. Let's look over in, in Isaiah 55. Let's look over there. Wonderful Scripture I love. 
God says this in verse 9, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts and your thoughts. And as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. In like manner, my word goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You know, Christianity is not about just us getting saved and our sins forgiven. That's, that's part of it. That's important. But it's not just about us getting saved and then we live our lives independently of God. We just kind of, you know, go through life, do the best we know how to do. And, you know, we hope God shows up when we need Him. But, you know, who knows if He will. Maybe He will. Maybe He won't. I don't know. You know, sure hope He does. But we, we live our lives without ever intentionally developing that relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that takes time. Amen? You know, if you're a professional, if you've gone to school and, and you've got your education, you've got a degree or an advanced degree, or if, if you're a business person and you've developed your business, I mean, did that happen by accident? I mean, you just woke up one day and knew how to do all that. Go, Wow! I just woke up this morning, and I suddenly realized I have an MBA. <laughs> no, it, you, it took discipline. It took time. It took purposeful planning. Didn't it? it took all of those things. The same thing with our relationship. Anybody got a friend? Those of you that can't raise your hand, we're going to pray for you. Listen, if you've got a, especially if you've got a good friend, listen, that took some time. You had to be with them. Hello? You didn't just sit at home and pray. I hope my friend hears my prayer. No, you had to get with them. There had to be an exchange, didn't there? Between, and that's what God longs for. That's what God longs for each one of us. So it takes time, and it takes worship. It takes fellowship. It takes times of prayer for us to develop a relationship with God so that we tune our hearts to hear what He's already saying. Did you know God has a plan for you in the here and now? Oh, yeah. He's got a plan for your life. He's got a plan for your family. He's got a plan for this church. He's got a plan for every one of His churches that are part of the body of Christ. He's got a plan for you in 2022. Listen, I don't expect 2022 to just be a repeat of 2021. I'm telling you, in God, it gets better and better. That's a principle of the kingdom. Remember when Jesus was at the, the wedding feast? And, and you know, and, and, you know, and they, they ran out of wine, and they came to Jesus, and Jesus you know, had them fill up the water pots and take it to the governor of the feast. And the governor of the feast said, hey, you saved the best till last. I'm telling you, listen, you know, with God, you're not, you know, God's not getting up here and then, okay, that's it. No. With God, it's, it's from glory to glory, the Scripture says. It's from faith to faith. God has something. I'm not winding down. I'm winding up. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. So, here's the thing. If we're going to have an expectancy to build in us, 
then we're going to have to spend time with God. You're, listen, just put it on your calendar like you put any other thing. I mean, you, you, you got meetings on your calendar. You put, you put those meetings. You got a Zoom meeting. You got a meeting with your team, whatever it might be, you, you know, with, uh, with your sales staff, whatever it is. You, you know, you plan all that, don't you? If you're going to stay in business, you do. Isn't that right? And so, listen, just do the same thing with God. God, this, this half hour is yours. Somebody calls up, say, I'm sorry, that, you know, I, you know, can you meet for a cup of coffee? Well, I can't do it during that time. I already have an appointment. People will understand. If you told them that in business, they would understand that, wouldn't they? Well, I'm going to tell you what. I just tell them, hey, you know, between 8, 8.30 or 7, 7, whatever it is, or midnight, or, you know, some people are night owls. But whatever time it is, hey, you know, this time, this is God's time. Me, my time with Him, this is it. And nothing else and nobody else gets to bump Him. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. Look over in John 10. I alluded to this verse, but let's read it. Jesus is speaking. <clears throat> verse 4. He's talking about the sheep and the sheepfold. Of course, He is the great shepherd, and we are His sheep. Amen. He said when He has brought out all His own, He goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Now, let me just say something. <clears throat> Not in every case, because we live in a fallen world and things happen, don't they? But there are many things that happen to us that were not God's plan for us, but we weren't listening to his voice close enough to follow his plan and purpose. And so he didn't lead us into that briar patch. We went in there on our own. You ever been in any of those? Whew. Boy, they're not fun, are they? I'm telling you. You know, God has good things. God is a good God. Well, get that settled. God is a good God. He, the Bible didn't say that God so grudged that He gave His Son. Listen, how many of you believe that do you think that God is ever short on anything that is needed? I mean, does He ever lack knowledge? Does He ever lack wisdom? Is it, I mean, is he, by the time He gets to you, He says, Man, I'm telling you what, Pastor Norris and Cindy, they done sucked all the blessing. I mean, there's nothing left. No. No. Listen, He has an abundance for everyone. He, he's a good God. He has good things in store for you in 2022. But the Bible says, he that comes to God must believe. Believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. I don't know about you, but getting hit with a baseball bat's not my idea of a reward. Amen? Getting run over by a car is not my idea of a reward. No, it's a reward has a connotation of something you would like to have, right? <laughs> He's a good God. He has a good plan for you in 2022. And when, when life does happen and things come at you, if you're following in the plan and the will of God, I'm telling you, there's a mantle of grace that is upon you. There is a peace that surrounds you. Just like we were talking about in the worship song this morning, I'm telling you, instead of an oh me, there's a hallelujah. A hallelujah comes out of you. 
Because you know you're walking with God. You're right where He wants you. You're in His perfect will. There's an expectation. And I know this, if the enemy comes against me, the Scripture says he will flee seven ways. God will cause him to flee seven ways. Be like one of those old cartoons, you know, where the cartoon splits because he's trying to, the devil's just trying to get out of the way. Amen? The second thing, we're talking about ingredients for our expectation to grow in 2020, time with God. Then sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Now, I've touched on this, but we need to be, the Bible says that we are to live in the Spirit. Now, here's the thing. Most of the time, most Christians come to church in the flesh. You know, and we wonder, well, I don't understand. Why doesn't God do more when we come together? Why don't I sense the presence of God more? Why aren't we seeing people saved and healed and, and, and people set free? And all? Listen, we have to be in the Spirit. Are you listening? God is a Spirit, Jesus said. And those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. If you're going to hear the Holy Spirit's, the still small voice, if you're going to hear the Holy Spirit, you've got to be in the Spirit. This is why I say it takes time. We need to worship. Listen, you need to be worshiping during the week. Amen? Some of you, your worshipers rusty when you get here Sunday. Amen? You need... <laughs> You know, you know I, was, I was cleaning the shower yesterday, real spiritual thing. <laughs> and I was opening the shower door, and I thought, that thing is squeaking. I mean, you know, you're... <laughs> so I just got out the old WD-40. Hit it a couple of times, nothing. You know, sometimes we need some fresh oil, the Bible says, of the Holy Spirit upon areas of our life. Get, you know, get some of that rust off. Get some of that dust off. Get some of that stuff off as we're going about our business in the world so that what? We can sense the Spirit of God. We need a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And you know, if we did that during the week, and then we came here on Sunday morning, I'm telling you, the first note, boom, we're in the Spirit. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, listen, as you're worshiping out there, He can give you insight about that thing you've been praying about. He can tell you how to pray for your kids that's away from God. Amen. He can give you a solution to that business problem that you're facing. Oh, man. But so often we come and our expectation is, I hope the preacher don't preach too long. <laughs> That's about as far as it goes. <laughs> now, I'm sure that no one that's here are watching, but we have, listen, all of us, preacher included, we have to guard our heart. We just do. Amen? And we, you, a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit doesn't happen by accident. Amen? You know, you can't get in Olympic competition shape by working out 30 minutes a week. No. <laughs> Not going to happen. Amen. If we want a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, 
so that Christianity, you know, in our life, so that, so that our faith in our life is not just, okay, one day I had an experience with God, I got saved, and one day I'm going to have another experience when I die. Oh, man. I mean, how boring is that? Thank you. Now, we said this, and I'll just touch on this briefly. We need a word from God. We know this. Nothing grows without a seed planted. That's, that's true in the natural. It's true in the kingdom, isn't it? I mean, if you don't plant any kind of seed, and yet you're praying for a harvest, amen, you've got to have a seed. And we just read in Isaiah, God said that His Word was just like the rain that comes down from heaven. He said, when, you, when I speak my Word concerning my plans and purposes for your life, for your family, for your church, He said, he said it's not going to return empty. His plan is that whatever He speaks to you, that you see the fulfillment of it. But remember, we said that, that as we go through life, there are things that will try to abort the seed of God coming to fruition. God gives you, He speaks a promise to you. He speaks a promise, a scripture from the Word. Something He speaks to your heart about your family. You grab hold of that by faith. You begin to nurture it. You begin to, to pray over that. You begin to speak over that. You begin, you know, the world's going to come. And they're going to try, it's going to try to steal it out. Jesus said that, didn't he? He said, the thief comes to steal. What does he want to steal? Your seed, your expectation. He tried to do it with Jesus. Herod sent all the people out there and said, we, we're going to kill all the children two years and under but you know man is always light years behind God amen <laughs> Jesus he'd already provided escape for Jesus but the enemy will come in circumstances will, all kind of things will come in and try to steal that word from you amen uh, let's talk about that a little bit enemies to our expectation. Enemies to our expectation. You know, in heaven, you'll have no enemies. Amen? There's nothing to hinder your faith, your love, the, the, the moving of the Holy Spirit. There's nothing to hinder it in heaven. That's why heaven is so glorious. You've heard, you heard stories maybe of people uh, that died and then, then went to heaven and came back. And they talk about how, how wonderful it is. It's full of life. It's full of God's life. It's full of God's light. It's full of God's love. It's full of God's glory. Because there's nothing there to hinder it. There's no devils there. There's no sin there. There's no flesh there. Hallelujah. <laughs> no wonder it's heaven. Amen? But down here, Paul says we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. But Paul said in another place, he said, he said, fight the good fight of faith. Well, we wouldn't have to fight if there wasn't an opponent, would we? I mean, you've never seen a heavyweight boxing match that's been, you know, advertised as a worldwide event, and only one boxer gets in the ring. Everybody would be laughing about that and wanting a refund of their money, wouldn't they? No, there's always got to be at least two for there to be a fight, right? 
So let's talk about that. Some enemies to your expectation. Doubt. This usually is what I call the circumstance test. You get a word from God. You're spending time. You're worshiping. You're just loving on God. You're listening. You're talking to God. You're listening. God speaks a word. Maybe He gives you a scripture, a promise from the word. He just quickens that to your heart. and You, you write that down. You, you've got it and you're declaring it. But I'm telling you, you know, all the circumstances of your life says, it's not so. It's not so. It's not going to happen. Now, you didn't. I mean, you didn't really hear from God. God didn't tell you that. That, that was just, you had something for supper. That, I mean, God don't speak like that anymore. He certainly don't. He's not, I mean, He might speak to some great preacher, but He's not going to speak to you. Y'all never heard that, huh? Maybe the devils are all over at my house talking to me. <laughs> but see, he comes in, you know, and, and you know, of course, we were, there's so many uh, figures in the Scriptures that, that, that dealt with that. I mean, one of them that we all are familiar with is Abraham. Amen? I mean, you know, he, he could have been tempted to doubt. I mean, God told him when he was 75, he said, you're finally going to have a son. <laughs> wow I mean at 68 if God told me that I'd be like <laughs> let alone 75 and, and if that wasn't enough it was 90 he was 99 before it happened 99 that's the age of your grandpa we just went to visit him at 99. Whoa. You think Abraham was never tempted to doubt? Where do you think Ishmael came from? Come on. See, our doubts can lead us in a wrong path. It can, it can, we can kind of, you know, we're going to help God out. Boy, I don't know if you've ever done that, but I'm telling you, all my help God's out blew up my face. But, you know, I mean, from a human point of view, we understand that. But here's the thing. The enemy, see, circumstances are going to try to get you to doubt. How about a whole nation, Israel? God brought them out through mighty signs and miracles. He provided for them in the desert. He said, I've got a land of milk and honey ready for you. But he couldn't persuade them to go in. They kept doubting. They kept doubting. Their circumstance, everything said, that can't be right. That can't be God. Surely we didn't. Moses, you didn't hear from God. We didn't hear from God. It's always about doubt. Now, how do we combat doubt? I mean, that's a good question, isn't it? Turn over to Romans 4. Good old Abraham has helped us out. talking about Abraham here verse 18 he says against all hope this is when Abraham was 99 Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations just as it had been said to him so shall your offspring be without weakening in his faith that's so important when God speaks a word to us we need to nurture 
that seed. Water it. Pray over it. Speak over it. Get the Word, the promise of God. And continue to feed over it. Don't let your faith get weaker than the doubt and the circumstance that try to come against you. So without weakening his face, he faced the facts. We're not saying that your circumstances are not real. Nobody's saying that. But we're saying that your circumstance has nothing to do with whether or not God is faithful, whether or not God has the power to do it, whether or not God has the wisdom to do it. That, why should that change that? He faced the fact that his body was good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. She was 90. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded God had power to do what he had promised. Now here's the thing. When doubt comes knocking through your circumstances, let faith answer the door. You know how you do that? Giving glory to God. I'm telling you, when faith assails your mind and your thoughts, you lift your hands, you begin to declare who God is, what God has promised, what God has said, how mighty God is, what He has done. You begin to do that, and I promise you it won't be long. Doubt will be gone. He'd be trotted off down and visit your neighbor somewhere. But that's what he did. He said, and you know what? By doing that, by nurturing what God has spoken to us, he says he became fully persuaded. He looked at his facts and said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 99. Sarah's 90, no doubt about it. Where? Yep, yep, yep. But God said, God's faithful. God's all-powerful. There's nothing too hard for God. If God said it, He will surely do it. No word from God is void of power. The second one is impatience. This is the time test. Impatience. Boy, I'm telling you. We live in a generation where we got to have it instant. Amen? Instant. Instant communication. Instant this. Instant that. Uh, you know, got to have it. We want it now. That took two minutes. That's way too long. I may have already lost some of your attention already. You know, because we're so used to, you know, a two-minute clip or a three-minute clip. I'm going to have to practice my three-minute sermon. I need to learn. You know those ads where the, where the person comes on the end and they're talking so fast you can't hear, understand what they're saying? I need to learn to talk like that. And I want to tell you what, if you see this southern boy talk that fast, you'll know it's a miracle. <laughs> well, you know, we need to laugh a little bit. Impatience, the time test. You know, uh, you know, God speaks a promise to you, you, you about your family or, or about your life or, or some things He wants to, to do in your life and through your life. And, you know, uh, I've told you this before, but when I was a young man, <clears throat> younger man, <laughs> Uh, you know, God was speaking something, and I thought, man, I thought, Brother Bruce, it's going to happen tomorrow, surely by next week. I mean, God can do anything, right? But see, I, I was a young man, and I didn't understand all about God's ways, God's kingdom, and how He works. Because God not only wants us 
to have His promise and His deliverance, but He also wants us to develop. And we know the story of Joseph. Joseph got a vision from God, didn't he? He had a dream. Maybe God's given you a dream. A dream about a, a, a business. A dream uh, about, if you're single, uh, you know, about a marriage partner or a dream about whatever it might be. How God wants to use you, part of His plan for your life. Joseph got a dream. And immediately he was in the pit. Be careful what you ask for. Man, some of y'all laughing. Y'all don't must know what I'm talking about. Amen. Man, one minute I'm on top of the world. Man, God spoke to me. Let me tell you. God's going to use me. He's going to use me, use me, use me. Oh, God. (laughs) But he did get out of the pit, didn't he? Sold into slavery. What do we say in the south? Out of the frying pan, into the fire. You know? And then, you know, he got the Potiphar's house, and things began to look up again. He, you know, uh, God's hand was on him, and everything he did, you know, was prospered. He was full of wisdom, and so Potiphar just put him in charge of his whole house. Then he was falsely accused and put in prison. Boy, I know some saints, about that time, they'd have lost a lot. They would have said, doggone, excuse me for cussing. Doggone, Lord. I thought you said. Man, it's been 15 years of one thing after another. I mean, you know, I, I know I heard from you, Lord. But I went from that to the pit. From the pit to the bondage. From the bondage to jail. See, most of us would have lost our expectation by then. But you know what? Joseph didn't. He kept his perspective. He kept his perspective. And you know, the Bible says that we are to emulate those who by faith and patience obtain the promise. Well, if he just said by faith, amen, that'd be great. But he said patience. Because as God's Word, and He's working out the circumstances to bring the unfolding of that dream and that plan for your life, it's also working in us, preparing us to step into it. Amen? So that, that when God's vision comes to pass, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to, to walk it out. I'm, I'm ready to live it out. My, my wisdom has grown. My understanding has grown. My, my perseverance has grown. So now I'm ready to step into that. Isn't that what happened to Joseph? He was promoted to premier of Egypt. Amen? See, sometimes we want the big thing, but God says, I got to, the big thing is i got to do something in you so you can handle the big thing. And so he did something. So here's what I'm going to tell you. The, the things that we look at as enemies, I want you to look at them differently. Rather than seeing them as enemies to it, see these things as the ways of God working in our lives, not only to bring to pass our expectation, yes, but also to prepare us for the expectation. So here's the thing. What are you expecting? 
in 2022? What are you expecting? Well, I'm expecting God to do great things. Great. Be more specific. Amen. You know, because you could say if you just live through next year, that's a pretty great thing, isn't it? So be more specific. What is it that God's speaking to you about? About your spiritual life. About your family life. About your, about your business, if you're a business owner, or about your career, or about your... What is God speaking to you? He, listen, He's got a plan for your life. We don't just go through and just, well, I'm just going to get up and see what happens. Listen, get a plan for His life. Let me, let me give you some things to think about. Decide right now to schedule regular time with God in 2022. Amen? Most of us got smartphones. You know, you got that Google Calendar on there. You got everything else on there. Listen, put that on there too. If that's what it takes, amen? See, once you get in the discipline of it, you won't need that anymore. It's like my kids when they were little, you know, uh, they were learning to ride a bike and put some training wheels on there. But, you know, they, you know, if they'd have been, you know, 17, still had the training wheels on there. See, we, we, we can develop some things, and you won't need that. But if you're starting out, you know, if you need some training wheels, do it. Do it. If you need to put it on your calendar to remind you, whatever it, you know, whatever it takes to do, get you a place where you go say, you know, this is my place. This is, this is where I'm going to meet with God. Now, God will meet you anywhere. You can take a walk and God will meet you. You can take a drive and God will meet you. You can get in your prayer closet and God will meet you. Whatever. But someplace regularly, not for God's sake, for your sake. Amen. Because God's everywhere. He's ready. To, he's waiting on us. Use part of that time. Listen, don't just rush in there and say, God, my name's Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. I need, I need, I need, I need. I want, I want, I want, I want. Listen, God wants to do all that. But listen, I mean, you know, if you had a best friend and every time you got with him said, you know, hey, could you loan me a... I sure could use 50 bucks. I mean, pretty soon when you see him coming, you're going to find somewhere else to be. Yes, God wants to meet your needs. Absolutely He does. He delights to do that. But listen, He wants to be more than just the big sugar daddy. He wants to be your father. He wants to be intimate with you. He wants to put part of His plan and purpose on the inside of you. He wants to put an expectation in you. And then, so come into His presence. Just start by worshiping. Father, I just, you know, sometimes, you know, what we call prayer, you know, I don't, Every time I pray, it's not always about, and boy, have I got a prayer list. Holy cow. It gets longer and longer. Amen? But, you know, sometimes I don't want to just jump right into that. You know, I want to just come and say, Father, I love you. I just, you know, I don't want anything right now. I just want to tell you how much I love you. How thankful I am for your goodness, for your mercy. I thank you. Sometimes I'll just be going down the road, you know. I'm driving, but I'm off somewhere else. I just want to thank you, Father. You're so good. You're so wonderful. I love you. I bless you. Oh, Father, whatever you want to do, I'm here. I'm ready. Hallelujah. You can call on me. Amen. And just love on God. That's prayer, too. 
Actually, worship is the highest form of prayer. See, some people think we have worship. That's the preliminaries. No, that's, that's part of the main event. That's part of the main event. Be here and ready to worship. Amen? Don't give God your leftover worship. You come in here on Sundays and you're harried and hurried and running late and thinking about 17 other things and you get in here and you're just giving Him the leftovers. What if I invited you to a Christmas meal? You came and I just slung a platter of cold cuts down there. Peas in the fridge. You probably won't want to come to the next one I invite you to. No, I'm telling you, when we invite somebody, listen, we, listen we're going to put out the best we got. The best china, the best place settings. Man, we're going to have. I ain't going to cook. Cindy's going to cook. <laughs> we're going to give you the best. Isn't that true? And I know you the same way with you. Isn't that true? Well, why would we want to give God do less? And then as God begins to speak to you about His plans, His purpose for 2022, listen, write it down somewhere. In your Bible, write it down and, you know, I, I'm, I keep a, you know, a special folder on my computer. I got stuff, man, from years and years. I've got words that God's spoken to me, promises God's given me. I've got them there. I'm, some of them come to pass, some of them have I'm still nurturing it. I'm still praying over it. I'm still declaring. I'm still thanking God for it. I'm still believing God. I'm giving glory to God just like Abraham did. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let go of it. God is so good. He's so wonderful. And listen... He's got a plan for your life. And you know, God's plan for our life, you know, it doesn't unfold, you know, like, you know, a fire hydrant that's open and you're trying to take it all in. Are you listening? God gives you a little bit. Then He gives you a little bit. And then He gives you a little bit more. But here's the thing. If we don't do something with the first little bit, the second little bit's not forthcoming. Amen? So some of you, you may, be, you may need to go back and remember what God already said to me. And you, need to, you need to begin to pick that back up. And you, not necessarily something new, but you need to pick that back up and say, God, I'm picking this back up. You know, I got impatient or, or, or time or circumstances or what. Listen, you're human. You did know that, right? We're human, so sometimes, you know, even Abraham dropped the ball. But you know what? It didn't prevent him from going right back and picking up the promise God had given him, did it? Hallelujah. And it won't keep you from doing it either. Would you bow your heads for a moment? I want to pray. Father, as we're here, it is Christmas time, and we, we think about the magnificent, awesome gift of your son Jesus what a gift 
What a Savior. What grace. What love. What power. What dreams. In your Son, in that great heart of His, that He wishes us to share in for our life. Father, I pray for all of us here, all, Father, that, that whatever the dream is, whatever the promises that you've spoken to them, Father, maybe, maybe circumstance seems to have delayed it. Maybe time has gone by. Maybe doubt has tried to creep in. But, Father, I pray for each one, Father, that, that a, a new expectation for 2022 will arise, that, that we can take up again the dream you gave us, some of us long ago. We can take up again the vision that you put within our heart, the promise you've given us for our families, the promise you've given us for our marriage, for our our business, for our relationship with you, God, to grow in 2022. God, in those who need a fresh word from you, I pray, oh God, that as they draw apart, and just just worship you. Lord, we, we don't have to make something happen. We just spend time with you. You're going to speak a word. You're going to give a dream. You're going to give a, a promise that's going to uh, be a seed in our hearts to nurture. And, and Lord, and build an expectation, an excitement within us about our walk with God for 2022. Father, I thank you. You're the God of resurrection. Resurrect those dreams that seem to have died. Resurrect those promises, Father, that that seem to have grown dusty and rusty. God, I thank you. You are a God of resurrection. Thank you, Father. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.